0: Let's get straight into it, I guess. <laughs> Let's get straight into <laughs> it, I think.
1: Uh, for those of you, maybe I'll
0: just a brief introduction of myself. So my name is Kevin. Uh, currently, I run a social enterprise and podcast uh, dedicated to resilience and mental health. Um, so a huge passion for for mental health and also to uh, raise the resilience of society. And of course, Shazwan over here, he is a senior program executive at uh, SAMH, you know, which is uh, also the Organization that I'm raising money for. Like, I think some of you might see my campaign as well. Yeah. So, Shazwan, maybe I'll do a, just a quick brief introduction things that I've yeah. covered.
1: Sure. Um, okay. How do I start this? Um, yeah. Uh, first thing, first <laughs> and foremost, I'd like to thank Kevin for inviting me today. And I think before we even go into this, I'll just like wish him a happy birthday. I think oh, yeah. it's a very significant day for him. I think he forgot going. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought I wanted to just wish you personally, yeah, happy birthday and thanks for, you know, uh, organizing this. Um, So basically, I am a a senior program executive as a caseworker with Singapore Association for Mental Health. Um, I've been in the mental health field for about six to six and a half years. Uh, Yeah, and uh, I've been working with adults as well as youth for the past six years, and I think Right now where I am, we're in a, a very new program called the the that's uh, for, sh- for short it's Say It, uh, Sports Arts Youth Integrated mm-hmm. Team. Uh, so it's yeah. basically a very new team that looks into the holistic uh you know support to our youth who are perhaps right now struggling um, to with their school or even in their own personal lives. Uh, and we are there to really to support them um, and journey mm-hmm. them through the difficult times as well. Um Yeah, and I also, I guess I also do run uh, sports mostly as well as mentoring programs as well in my capacity in uh, in this field as well. For sure, yeah. For some context, right, SEMH, for those of you who are
0: not aware, stands for Singapore Association for Mental Health. So they've been around for over 50 years and they mainly handle outreach, uh, rehab, rehab, as well as like creative therapy as well, creative services. I think one does a lot of sports related, right? And therapy is not just confined to a room. It's really about um, nature the environment moving your body as well. I think there's something that there's a lot of misconception that we have around around uh, therapy that's just sitting down and speaking to somebody. Uh, that's part of it, mm-hmm. but it's not the entire case. Uh. Uh, I, I think we might touch on that a little bit today, especially when it comes to support, various forms of support. Mm-hmm. But today's focus, right, just to get straight into it, is how to provide effective support uh. You know, so this is, a, I chose this topic mm-hmm. because uh, this is a question that I get a lot. I'm not sure about you, Yeah, <laughs> This question, how do you support somebody <laughs> during a difficult time, right? Uh, it could be more intense challenges, right? Mental health conditions, mm-hmm. or it could be just general challenges, right? Maybe less intense, shorter period, but it's still something that people struggle with. How do you support them? You know, when people open up mm-hmm. to you. How do, you, how do you actually deal with it? So uh, those of you that are joined, hi, nice to meet you all. Um, and i just like to get some participation from the audience as well. You know, before we start off, right, you just maybe type in the chat, like, what do you want to learn today? I appreciate you all spending this time with me because, I mean, if we do anything, for you to click on a button on this live and listen to us, it's a privilege. <laughs> you know, even if it's just five people, <laughs> I'll give my maximum, you know. So uh, let us know how, what do you want to learn today. Maybe just type it in the chat. I, I think I saw one, Shazwan, one, so handsome. Uh, huh? Yeah, somebody wrote that.
1: Probably some of my friends who was just trolling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> how, do, how do we share this with others who are not on um, no, IG? I, I, I hope that's recorded. My friend told me this is recorded. So what I'll do is after this, I will put it into uh, a a Spotify line, and then I can send the link <clears> to, <throat> to you uh, on, on the podcast <laughs> as well. Yeah, so just, just write down any questions let me give 30 seconds if not let's just get straight into it so today i think we're focusing on three aspects right what are people looking for when they open up to you Uh, second thing Mm -hmm. what to do what we can do and the third thing is what not to do (laughs) okay because i think (laughs) there's a lot of things you do that piece people paper myself so um, yeah correct right okay yeah Alright, so let's let start it. with the first question for first, Shazwan. Well, I know that you work with so many people over the years. Uh, when I asked for panellists in my event, almost everyone I know recommended you. Uh, so that's a testament to your work in this space and uh, just a commitment to the amount of people that know you as well. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Viron says hi to you. Nobody <laughs> says hi to me. All your fans, I think oh, everyone dear. here just comes because of me. Oh,
1: dear.
0: If I, yeah, don't, say hi to
1: Kevin also, eh? <laughs>
0: No <coughs> yeah. not no don't way. It's not so encouraging. So encouraging. So you do when you need support. Okay, but, but just <laughs> for, let's start. You let me give yeah. you a little audience, right? Um, okay. Yeah. So what what are people looking out for generally when um when you know when they actually open up you and they share with you at one like what do you think people are looking out for?
1: Actually, there's, there's a lot of things uh that generally people look out for uh, when I meet them either in um. In screening interviews, assessment interviews, whatsoever. Uh, in general, what I do encounter is that um, number one, a lot of times when people come to me, it's not on their own accord. <laughs> Basically, it's it's either because you know, oh, school tell me to come to you, so I'm here. You know, or my parents ask me to come in see you. That's all. You know, so mm. uh, i just want to to put this out there to say that you know, not all people that come to see me or my colleagues generally are uh, are there for a particular purpose that they themselves are aware of or they want to have uh, and secondly um there are those that are just they do come to us to to seek um you know an understanding on whether there's something um that is not right with them right uh it's basically they they come to they come to us to ask you know I- I've been facing all these troubles or this these issues lately, I'm just wondering: is there, is there something that is, you know, on the left or something wrong with me? Right? And I want to know why, what's going on. Uh, and that also kind of leads on to the next part where they'll ask: um, is is there a possibility for me to seek professional assessment? You know, to see yeah. just to see you know whether I'm actually uh, having you know anxiety or, or that depression. I I know I have this, but I'm not sure whether am I really uh, yeah. fit to be diagnosed with such conditions okay. um, and of course there are also those um, who who come in you know to just have uh, that space to talk to someone okay. right um, and a lot of times this may this, this growing last is that they're not usually the ones that uh, you know come in to us and you know say that i want to be assessed or whatever I, I just want to talk to someone i'm just not sure whether this is the right platform to talk to but are you able to you know, speak to me on this? Um, so generally, these are, these are people who just want to have that, that, okay. that space for them to be listened, to be heard. Uh, and God. so generally, these are the three, three tricks of people that I usually uh, you know, come across.
0: Okay, thanks for, thanks for that. Um, is there a difference? Because you know, you're speaking from a professional view where people come to you already for, mm-hmm. they know your role, right? But if, let's say mm-hmm. from anyone else, right? Or even your friends outside, when they come to you, is there any different? Do you think it's any different, or is it uh, some similarities?
1: Hmm. I think when we go, when we talk about as Jerry, it's more to do with the nature of the relationship. I think we had this conversation a while back. So, um, the nature of the relationship. So, a lot of times when we, when we, when we have uh, friends talking to us, uh, we also have different. I think before I go into, it, we do have you know, different pools of friends. Those that are really close to, those mm. who you are just you know, acquaintance. Uh, or those who you really see as a, a confidant, right? Uh, and I've been in these many, you know, many relationships. And, and and all I do realize is that when they come to, to, to see me, it's just really, you know, just want to hear my thoughts, my opinions. Hey, I, I just want to hear your opinion. You know, um, right. I did this or I got this issue. What's your take, right? Um, And these are the people who uh, I believe are, uh, you know, more or less know what I do, or mm. they themselves you will know, know that you know we are close and I can actually um confide these things with you because I trust you. Okay. Uh, a lot of times, you know, when, when people reveal something to you, especially in uh, more uh, more things that are more private and confidential uh PNCs, uh it's more to do, you know, with that level of intim- intimacy that they really have with you. Right, So, mm-hmm. especially if, you, if you're with me for like for maybe 10, 11 years, of course, they can just tell me what I did under moon, and you know that I won't judge you. Yeah. Uh, and there are those who, you know, uh, by nature of our relationship, maybe we're just one-off, you know, not really very close, but I see you here and there, but I just want to hear you me based on, you know, mm-hmm. my expertise or, uh, and so forth. So, roughly, when you talk about friends, these are things that I encounter, they're sitting here. Yeah. Uh when we hear opinions, uh and I think also same as the as what we actually, I actually shared earlier, it's also to have that station yeah. to talk to yeah. someone. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um um those who been just joined, right? Like I see Charbin, I think I see you. Um and of course yeah, Elston as well. Yeah, just just proofing type in the chat, right? Like what you guys are looking for when you open up to someone. Like what are you actually looking for? Um because Uh, I I think maybe to summarize what one mentioned, uh, I I realized it really depends on uh, the nature of the relationship. Or rather, rather what are people looking for is empathy. I think you mentioned they just want you to listen. Uh, Encouragement as well. I think encouragement is one. And then the last one is solutions. Uh, So it's either empathy, encouragement, or solutions. I think just to make it uh, concise in a way. Uh, The solutions part is interesting because... um, Sometimes I go to my friends wanting a solution. <laughs> I want to hear that perspective, right? Yeah. I want to hear their yep. perspective. And, I want to, I end, and there's one, one other thing that I want to add before moving on, right, is this idea of a scolding. Right? I call it E-E-S-S. Yeah. <laughs> empathy, Encouragement <and punishment>, Social <laughs> scoring. Sometimes I need people to scold me and, and rechallenge challenge me a little bit, especially if mm-hmm, a coaching mm-hmm. coach relationship. But that brings me to the next point, right? Like what you give, right, and what people are looking for, usually it's a combination of all these four. Right? I do believe that it's a mm. combination of both empathy solutions just that how much of each right depends on uh the nature of the relationship the extent of their struggle as well as your personal competency competency yeah i'm not sure whether you agree that so three things i always look out for nature of relationship extent of their struggle as well as their personal competency and based on that i determine what kind of help i'm able to give and in what combination Mm, mm. yeah so there's some good things for you to think about anything to add one Mm.
1: Um, I definitely do agree with you. Uh, these are actually key three things I think. Just now, I was also uh, tapping on in terms of the relationship. Uh, although I would say, most of the time, most of the time, the nature of the relationship, uh, supersedes the rest. Uh, in my experience, so a lot of times, uh, when we when we, uh, when I see someone, um, the first thing I ask, so, um, is there anybody else gonna, you know, uh, know about this? Uh, mm. Is it just gonna be us? I, I'm I'm just talking in the capacity of friend, right? Uh, okay. Friend, is there anybody else gonna know about this? Uh, can it just be between you and me? And there's nobody else I'm, I can share this with. It's just the book of us, right? And I guess I think if, uh, the next one is in terms of you know the, the competency, yeah, right. Going to you, I mean, knowing that you have this this, and most of the time you'll really more or less know uh, this person. I know I can rely on based on his or her own competency level, you know, listening to me without judgment and so forth. And then at the end of the day, I that's where they, you know, would like to uh, balance out the extent of the struggle based on those first two things. Yeah. So if they know, like, maybe you're not that very close to me, but I think you're the next person, next close person that I probably want to talk to. Maybe I'll just share this a little bit. And then maybe if I have this next available person who already I know very well, then maybe I'll go a little
0: bit more in depth. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, one thing you mentioned that struck me, I didn't add this in just now, right? It's the idea of a safe space. People want Mm. to know that. People want to know that when they come to you, they're coming to you like with their deeper struggles, right, with things that maybe they held inside for really long. And for them to, it's a privilege. For me, it's a privilege to listen to them because it takes a lot them to open up to you and imagine mm. if you break that confidence. If you break that confidence, right? Like how would that person feel? They, they would be really hurt. You know what I mean? yeah. so so I think one thing to add is that people want confidence. Uh, by confidence I mean mm-hmm. like this, not to tell anybody else. Like. I think that is mm-hmm. what people are potentially looking out for, especially if you're in a closer relationship with someone and then you um, uh, someone opens up to you like okay so I think mm. I think this is a good uh, these are good things, pointers we brought up. I think we can move on to mm. like what we do. What to do more specifically mm. and for, uh, of course, one not to do. Um, okay, I, I'll backtrack a little bit. Don't mind me one. I just, just want to share sure, it. With sure. them. It's just for them to take note. So types of relationships, right? as I see they are, like, there are close friends. that one mentioned, Close friends, you know each other for a long time already. Uh, just acquaintances. It could be a mentor-mentee relationship, right? That's one form. Or it mm-hmm. could be a relationship, a romantic relationship with someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. it could be a mentor a, a coach and maybe a sports coach so again this this really depends based on the relationship it really depends how the, the nature of help you give is very different <laughs> and mm, all I can say yes. advice is well, if you all need to seek help right don't hold other people uh, to expectations that they cannot meet because if you do that right then there's a sure way to feel disappointed when you reach out to people for help because you must understand mm-hmm. that not everyone can provide you the support that you need and so it's important to have like sometimes a multitude of people they go to for yes. different forms of support, right? Yeah. And that, that applies especially if you're a very close friend to someone because I, at least from my experience, right, a lot of people say that when they're close to someone, they cannot remove themselves from it. They they feel like they must be there, and then they they overburden yep. themselves. Yep. Okay. So, um, so let's let's go into what to do now. Uh, just really generally speaking, when someone comes to you, like what what should you do when you're listening? Actually, what, what practical tips?
1: I, I just want to add on what you say i think it's it's very pertinent to know that you need to diversify you know your options uh or rather the people who you think can support you because at the end of the day right um i I also learned it through experience as well um, mm-hmm. the fact that we wouldn't want to have just one person to be your entire world mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. when that person is no longer around, who then uh will you be able to seek out support from because at the end, at the end of the day you know, you've been lost, you, I think, overall, you may not know what to do, right? Uh, because you're so reliant on this particular person that you lost track of who, what's mm. the available resources of people out there who you can actually right. see something. Yeah. And I think, um, I think if, if I were to just, I'm just very curious about this question that was uh, actually being asked by Shuan uh, Hui, if I pronounce your name correctly, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, so so she asked about, you know, how is it important uh, when we enter a new social circle to first observe the room and discern who to trust? And so how do we go about it? Yep. I, I I would say it's a very difficult, uh, you know, thing to basically answer. Uh, what I would say uh, is that it really depends. Uh, there's no specific answer. It really depends. A lot of times, you know, when we enter a new social circle, there are people who, it, okay, maybe there's a, there's, a, there's something to, we need to take note. It's all to do with your own personal experience, mm-hmm. you know. When you you're in your own personal experience, experience, you know which type of people can do what, which type of people yeah. you can interact or you can avoid. So right. you enter in a new social space. A lot of times, you know, your your brain goes into you know hyperdrive to see, oh, okay, this person is like that, this person is like this, uh, and all that. So it is normal, you know, to encounter yourself doing that. And I think especially for people who are generally introverts as well, uh, I myself was also a kind of an introvert slash extrovert. So generally, what I do is I'll just scan around. Okay, who is who? Uh, what do they talk about? What do they do? Uh, in that in that space itself, and then from there I start to discern that maybe how much do I reveal a bit about myself. Um, and I think there's there's just one word that I can you know, generalize to say how how I want to uh, answer that question is how you vibe with that person at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, yeah, it's a very fast vibe check, right? Yeah, it's yeah. very you it, it can't explain tangibly, but yeah. That's how it is. Oh yeah. 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 But I would say it has it dwells back into your own personal experience. And when you actually are able to put um you know people in certain categories and that's where you discern who do you want to trust and want to work towards you know, establishing that connection or relationship. Yeah. So okay. I guess just right. something I would check.
0: Okay. That's great. I think we might come back to that later on. I mm. think it's a huge topic, especially when it comes to, like I said earlier, there's an expectations of people. When do you communicate the person, hey, you know, maybe I want a little bit more of this from you. Because right? that's important. And For example, in a romantic relationship, you, you cannot expect comms mm-hmm. to be good all the time, right? Like you want more yes. information, have to communicate. You want more solutions, maybe you need to communicate yep. that. Well, you can't expect people to fully understand you completely, even after you've been, with them for very long. But I would say mm-hmm. that you would generally get to know people better and, and sometimes subconsciously know people better when you spend more time with them. Yeah I know yep. what they want as well. Yeah. So uh that's that's it. Uh okay. So again let's go back to what what do we do. So if someone comes up to you and says, like well, one I'm struggling. You know, mm-hmm. I, I you know I'm having these thoughts and I, I just feel like my life is meaningless. you know, you know I just want to please my parents but you know, like they don't mm-hmm. seem to be reciprocating. You know, whatever their mm-hmm. struggle. I mean, we all kind of go through that when someone comes up to you, and then they mm-hmm. they speak, and then slowly their voice starts to break, right? And then maybe they start to tear mm-hmm. as well. I think that space mm-hmm. sometimes is uncomfortable for people, right? How do you handle that space?
1: Okay. Uh, if there are certain categories, that I just got to briefly mention. Uh, but of course, yeah. if if you guys out there, um. Who want to know a little bit more? I think we can connect separately. Wow. So uh, in my work, um, generally when I also um, train my volunteers, uh, as, uh, train my volunteers into do into their interactions with with pe- most their peers and also your beneficiaries. There's a few things that i would like to take note. Um, generally when you talk about empathy, people use the word empathy very loosely, mm-hmm. but essentially there are actually a few key things. Or uh, say maybe four key things. Um, that is actually very important when we talk about, you know, supporting someone uh, empathetically. Okay, number one is, of course, you want to look at, you know, when a person comes up to you and share his or her own thoughts and struggles, you know, you must be able to be able to take, uh, be able to have that sense of perspective taking, right? And that, and you take their perspectives as something that's real to them. Mm -hmm. Not real to you, but real to them. Because that's their experience, right? You are there, you know, not to say like, oh, are you sure? You know, uh, I don't see that uh, happening right now. Are you sure you're saying that? You know, that kind of thing. You wouldn't want to come and just put it on their face that what they say is wrong. And that leads up to the second point is really to stay out of judgment, which I know this is very, very hard for many of us, right? Uh, especially when we're very quick, you know, to, to stereotype people uh, based on certain things. Uh, the next part is, of course, to recognize their emotions. Um, a lot of times, you know, it can be it can be very easy to recognize, especially people who are struggling uh, if they are, you know, with with their lives. Uh, either you can actually visually see it, you know, in their body language, you know, their facial expression. You know, even when they're covered, up, you know, yeah. with their mask and so forth, you do realize that you know their body language, the other forms of body language, do speak for about their the the state that they are in, even their eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we talk to them, um, we want to recognize their emotions uh, pretty well in that sense. Uh and when you ever to recognize these emotions right, through the non verbals, right, you want to be able, you know, to share with them and connect them or rather communicate with them with these emotions that they're facing. Basically to mm-hmm. acknowledge and validate these emotions. Sure. Yeah. So these are the four key things and which ultimately sums up, you know, to you know Creating that connection, a sense of connection. At the Got end it. of the day, right, it's not about you know the solution, right, mm. to what they're having, but it's about to connect with them through through these uh, you know four key things that I just mentioned.
0: Okay, yeah, um, thanks, thanks so much for and for sharing that. I think empathy is massively underrated. Right, we use it yeah, quite loosely, it's a skill that can be developed, right? I mean, I would argue that some people naturally are more empathetic compared to others, right? But that it is a certain baseline that you can work on. Uh, And I think Mm -hmm. just to expand on that, that is cognitive empathy, like you said, perspective-taking, really trying to understand this person's situation, thinking like, why is he feeling, acting in a certain way? And then there's other aspect of it, which is affective empathy, that's emotions. I think that's the part where it's a lot more difficult. Like you said, you have to get good at reading body language, it's almost as mm-hmm. intuitively you get better over yes. time. You recognize this is fear. You recognize this mm-hmm. is um, a feeling of feeling small or not good enough. And when you start mm-hmm. to put labels on those emotions, I think just a tip for y'all, right? When you start to kind of expand your emotional vocabulary, that's where you also make people feel validated, right? Yes. I mean, you kind of reflect it back on them when you share, it. I understand. I know you have, it seems to me that you're feeling this way with insert emotion. Do they really feel validated? You know, mm-hmm. and then from there you build a rapport and a relationship and then from then on, possibly you can move to suggestions. But I think it will start yep. off with empathy. And by doing that as well, right, you are subconsciously also giving them encouragement. Yes. Right? Without knowing right, you knowing you are it. encouraging them. <laughs> yeah, because yep. Yep. no one else has, has has provided that space for them. And that's very encouraging to mm-hmm. them. Um, mm-hmm. So now let's go into nice transition into holding space, right? I think you all can Google this, mm-hmm. like what does holding space mean? Uh, definitely homework in better comments for you. Sorry, it's an like occupation. <laughs> it's okay. I <laughs> like to go, like, how to hold space, right? But we just talk about it a little bit. The idea of holding space is um, quite common used, especially in the line of work that you have. So I want to ask you specifically about this. How do you hold space well? Um, What are the things to look out for? And what are things you shouldn't do?
1: Okay. Usually when I want to hold space for an image, I think first and foremost... Define it, it is- as... In- I think, I would say that when holding space, the definition of holding space can be very different for many people. For mm. me, holding space is, uh, is relying on a few things. Number one is safety, the physical and emotional safety, right? Okay. Um, to, to recognize, you know, the areas around you, whether it's safe for them to be in, to be able to you know, speak to you privately, uh, confidentially, uh, mm. and, we need to acknowledge that, you know, space uh, can even, can transcend beyond just a physical space. Oh, I like space that. For them as well. yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you look at your surroundings, there are things that might trigger them and that intent, wow. in, unintended, has an unintended consequence on, on, on triggering the emotions as well. Uh, I think the other part um, for me, if I were to just maybe just talk about this, be able, you know, to sit in that silence. Uh, mm-hmm. So being able to sit in that silence itself is in its essence being to hold the space right. uh, because at the end of the day I think as most people uh, who are you know, very curious to want to know how to support people especially if you're not trained or not experienced or whatsoever, you need to recognise that you know, you don't have to always want to open your mouth and talk you know mm. um, it, in a way you it's, it's like if I were to put it in a way it's like um, when someone when you treat this person as a guest a guest speaker coming to you you want to yeah. give the space for this person, this person to share more, rather like than you taking that lead. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you 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 are there as a person just be present, right, and just listen. You don't have to talk. So for me, it's you know essentially you know that, that safety mm-hmm. in terms of phys- physical and emotional safety. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's also to be able to sit in silence, uh, and be present with that person. That is understanding space. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Well, I think the part about physical is something I didn't consider, but I think maybe subconsciously mm-hmm. I do that. I look around and say, "Hey, are we? Can people hear our conversation?" You know, because if, yeah. if they can then I'll either speak softer or I'll move to somewhere else, because then that allows them possibly to feel safe or to open up. You know, mm-hmm. and and um the the reason why you mentioned it's hard to sit in silence. I think because um, personally, it's hard to suspend the judgment. It's yeah. hard because when uh, and I think we can build this the rest of our IG life around this idea, right? And then we, we fill in the gaps along the way. Um, but to be able to sit with that person, it also requires—correct me if I'm wrong, one. It also requires you to be very aware of yourself. Right, when you hold space, yes. you need to be very aware. What are you thinking and feeling? Is your yes. so judgment coming up to the surface? Am I losing? Am I losing him? Am I losing myself? Right, I might even need to ground myself because it yes. takes a lot. Yes. It takes a lot to sit down and listen to someone. Like, I have to ground myself to be present. Because sometimes it takes mm-hmm. even an hour or even longer than that, right? So, yeah. so it's not easy. La. And I think uh, judgment, right? I just share with the audience before handing it back to you. Judgment is interesting. Judgment is simply a yardstick of your values against someone else, right? And by values, right, I, I, I mean two things. I mean ethical values as well as what you value, your priorities. So, for example, if you hold compassion bigger in your value system, right? Naturally, when you see someone not being, com- not being or whatever, you judge them a lot more, right? Or another example, right? Let's say you are a neat person. You're very neat. You like to arrange stuff. Naturally, you come to my room, you're going to judge me because I'm so messy. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you realize yeah. that nothing inherently wrong or right about that. It's your judgments that cause a value uh, selective perception on that. So when someone opens up to you, right, at least in my experience, was, it was very difficult because in my mind, how can you do this? Or like, how, how can you do such a thing? You know what I mean? But but because that's, I'm, I'm coming at it from my value system, not theirs.
1: So it's very important yes. to
0: realize that. Now. Anything to add on to that? I hope that I some justice to that.
1: I think that is a very great point that you actually point out. I think in, in my training for with the volunteers, itself, I also let them know that, or rather I put forth for them the importance of being aware about yourself first and foremost mm. besides the person who you are providing support because at the end of the day if you're not aware of how you think okay how you feel essentially yeah, these things would be what you call um uh, i just had it just about. these are things that will be very critical you know in impacting uh the relationship you have with that other person in that mm-hmm. session um so i uh, briefly i just touched on this because uh, uh I, I actually talk about, you know, trigger reaction trigger, re, uh, trigger reaction versus trigger response um, okay. with, with my volunteers. So, the idea of the difference between a reaction and a response is that in response, right, you have four things that you need to take care of. You, you need to pause, you need know, to think, you need know, to choose, and you need to act upon it. Oh, right. Oh, love it. I said yeah. the same thing with students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, carry on, carry on. Correct. So, and and in that, and when we talk about between that stimulus and that response, you know, is. Yeah. You know, there is that space, right? And when we need that space, which the rise of freedom and power to choose our response. And in that choices lie our growth and our happiness slash the other oh, person's happiness as well. That's and impression. that's by Stephen Covey as well. Oh, yeah, also. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so great, great that we're on this speech as well. So, uh, and I really believe on this uh, a lot. And I think uh, uh, another part is that when we talk about, you know, uh, different values, perspectives on certain things, I always tell, you know, people like, you know what, you know when we were a child, when we were first born, we are like a blank sheet, black canvas, mm-hmm. blank canvas, white canvas. Whatever that is on that canvas, is painted on the canvas is based on our experience, okay. Uh, you know, things that we receive from the environment and also uh what we receive from our parents, what's being taught by our parents, and this you know contributes to a lot of you know that filtering, you know, the deletion or mm-hmm. uh, generalization of you know, yeah. things in our head. And it's also very important um, that we open ourselves up. You know, in that space when you're speaking to that person, to hold that sense of judgment right and see things as it is uh, before you know we, we begin to react or respond in a certain way, so yep. in a sense that we are trying to hold that process there uh so to speak going back to the trigger response uh uh theory that that we, I just spoke about, yeah
0: yeah, I think pause think, choose act right uh someone I mm. guess developed in the chat that will be great as well pause think, choose, and then act. So like, mm. and this is, doesn't just apply in this case, right? Like in anything in life, yep. you face the challenge, the reason why we go mm-hmm. to autopilot behaviors and reactions, the reason why we react and not respond is, is because we're not aware of that pause. Like if you can yep. take time to re-excite the nervous system, you take time to maybe go for a run, prayer, meditation, whatever works for you, right? You have to find a safe space to pause. That yep. allows you to then... Get into a state where you can solve problems a little bit better, um, because mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, if not, you will just be doing the same thing over and over again. You be reacting to the mm-hmm. stimulus and triggers the same way. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. uh, and another thing you mentioned also is that I think we need to avoid being having this having this let's fix you mentality, this savior yes. complex. where you know when yes. it comes to that, I feel a need to save you or to fix you in, on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I agree with you. you can't, it's not right, right? Well, yeah. Because that person come to is really years of baggage. I mean, it really depends on the context. But they are going through. They might even be going through a transition period. Like when I mm-hmm. had my depression, I was going through a transition period where it was so difficult to change my beliefs because my beliefs about me being perfect, me being straight, is that my grades will affect my future. Like it's so ingrained in my mind that how can you expect me to, to shift that paradigm in yeah. one hour sitting with you? I cannot, yeah. it's actually a journey, right? And then in that yeah. journey where you, you know, you help people slowly to hold that space, to transition between identity, mm-hmm. create a new mm-hmm. identity for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this is where I want to come in and talk about, because I think this is your expertise, right? I, I get, again, I get this question a lot, especially when people are really struggling, right? They have a certain condition that's more severe. As a friend, how do you help them, especially when they feel like they're lost?
1: Mm. Okay. Just before I touch on that, I think just yeah. to add on the point that we um, talk about, um you know, that, that, that fix, that civil mentality. Right? Yeah. um I think, if I were to be honest, I was like that before when I was much, much, much younger. And I think along the way, you know, it's not sustainable, right? Yeah. Uh, and it becomes disempowering to that person. So, if I were to just share some principles that, uh, from, uh you know, psychiatry, psychiatric rehabilitation or mm-hmm. they have these few principles uh, at hand, but just four things that I just want to share, you know, when you want to support someone, you always want to hope, convey hope and respect and believe that everybody has capacity for learning and growth. And then, okay. let this on for them to believe that you can actually build on their strengths and capabilities, right? Mm. At the end of the day, also, you want it to be very person-centered and it's addressed to their specific needs with consistent to their values goals, and mm. which is quite linked to what you were mentioning just now. So, I've released, I have a fixed, uh, you know, fixed set of beliefs uh, and if you want me to change there that, I cannot. I just cannot. Right. Yeah. And then last but not least, of course, you know, at the end of the day, you want to journey with that person is by promoting self determination and empowerment. Basically choice. Okay. Right? That choice is very important. And I think moving on to the part about um you know, uh you know, when when, when things become a little bit more challenging, okay. um yeah. I think first and foremost we need to take note about our ethics and boundaries. Uh okay. you know, as, as the people who want to come and support. Uh firstly is to, I think this is uh, something that we all should for privacy and confidentiality. Mm. I think when a person comes up to you to speak to you on this, we need to really be very mindful uh, that it sticks, it sticks between the two of us, right? But mm-hmm. of course, you know, um, that itself uh, uh, will be voided, okay? If, let's say, the person, you know, has intention to harm himself or herself, already the danger he is of all of Okay, I think that is the, uh, basically, uh, that is something that we need to take note. Okay, the other part is, of course, really doing no harm or really not taking advantage of the situation. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we really want to resist you now. Uh, I think just not we talk about holding space. We want to resist secondary like this that can really aggravate the person's trauma. For example, right, especially with you know, say small things that we might forget. Uh, at times is you know judgment stereotypes, you know, just, just say uh, what way will we think. It, it may not be helpful, right? Um, and as we respond, we really need to really take consideration to the impact of what we say or how we act on their own well-being. Right? And of course, um, I think adding on to that resist part is you do not want to really take advantage of a person's vulnerability to make inappropriate advances. Uh, this is especially what you talk about. Oh, yeah. You know, we um, we seldom talk about
0: this, but it happens a lot, right? Yeah. It happens a lot. Unfortunately, even within, um, um, again, this one is, uh, we've been within, within even a professional space as well. People have got yes. trouble the trouble with this, right? Um, All right. And, and I think the audience want to hear this as well. Sometimes it's, it's so difficult because their the vulnerability and interpersonal connection, and studies show this up, by the way, guys, like interpersonal connection is correlated to the depth of disclosure. So the more you disclose yes. to someone, you are going to feel closer to the person interpersonally. All right research shows that. So how do we then do that? How do we then, like you said, uh, ensure that we have boundaries and everything?
1: Mm. And I think last part about, you know, this uh, this part about ethics and boundaries at this point of time is really acknowledge like which I'm going to go up after that. Mm. Um, I you know when it becomes beyond you know your scope of supporting that person, that's where you need to know to probably bring in someone else uh, who's a bit more competent than you or even to a professional when necessary. Right? Mm. And... Uh, Um, really, I think there's a certain process that you want to talk about, you know, uh, that stage where you want to refer the person to to seeking professional help. For example, I think number one, as you are talking to that person, you need to let the person know why it's necessary for them to get help. You need to explain. Right? You can't just say, hey, I'm I'm going to bring you to the Yeah. I mean, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Give me, give me. (laughs) Hold on. hold on. So, you're not going to tell me why? Come with me. Gotta go. You got to go. There are times where people do that You know, without understanding the ramifications yeah. of you know, explaining why. And I think secondly, I think that's objectively speaking like, okay, I, I want you, I want to refer you to a professional because this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. But what helps to substantiate your point even further is to say that, you know, I'm here to support you. And I really care yeah. for you. Right? Mm-hmm. And I can really care about you. And this is why I, I I do feel that this is beyond me. I can very honest with you. This mm-hmm. is beyond me. And I feel that could there could be another person up there, a professional, yeah. help you know to treat or to support you, and and then on you really also explain the reasons, uh, for this for for why yeah. you feel he or she should get help, okay, and and again the next part is of course you know yes I I want to you know refer you to someone or professional, but also at the same time I want to let you know that I'm still here, so I'm just gonna like you know hand you over, you know. And, you know, just wash my hands from there. Uh, but I just want to let you know that I will be here to journey this with you, Okay, because okay. especially people with abandonment uh, issues, it's not going to help if you're just going to leave them like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it is very important to say that you will, you know, I wouldn't say it's a promise. Okay, but at least to a certain that I'll at least go through this journey with you up to this extent. Okay, but there are times, you know, I have certain places where you know, uh, or certain moments in time, that I may not be around. So this is where you know the professionals or, or the other support system comes in, okay. And then the last next part is you collaborate with them. Okay, you give them choices of taking avenues for help, or uh, once they like, okay, fine, let's work out something. Okay, uh, what can then you can say? So what can you do? What can I do to help you feel safer? And see, maybe if you want to go to a counselor, you know, which one do you? I mean, which. Which, what kind of counselling would you want, would you like to explore, mm. right? Uh, and then if I were to go to the last few parts, the last three parts is um, to really to say that I'll go with you, I'll offer to go with you, if you like, right? And at the same time, if you can't go, perhaps offer someone else to buy. Like, right? It could be a, a family member who maybe you already, this person is aware of and already shared this with or another close friend that, Who's also aware of this particular struggle, and last, yeah. last of not, last but not least, you know, as they are sitting in front of the professional, okay, offer to speak to them on their behalf. So there right. are times, you know, when 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 people speak to you know, professionals, uh, mm. they might also relieve those experience, right, and can be very overwhelming. So it also helps you know, as a person who has been supporting in this journey up to then at that point. Uh, it's also, it will help a lot uh, if okay. you can actually share with, uh, okay. on their behalf. Yeah. So I think that's the part where I'm just uh, going to stop short off until uh, you have any questions from there. La. Yeah.
0: Yeah, got it. Um, just to add just add a little bit on that. Right? I think I love it how you go through step by step the process, right? And then if you're, yeah. of course, listening closely right you will realize that this involves a certain baseline knowledge right this involves a baseline Mm -hmm. knowledge what are the services out there um that can help right is of course one of them you can look it up and i'm I'm raising funds for them during this this campaign as well i think there are other organizations that do very good work when it comes to this right because accessibility affordability of therapy is also another thing you need to be aware of Um, And of course we don't have time to touch on all this today but uh, it helps you have some awareness of mental health uh, services and also how you can then um advise people accordingly you. Like, you realize that you're persuading them just not just in, cognitively but also like emotionally like why you, you know? uh, I just want to share one story before I take questions from the audience right like, guys if you have any if you have anything like um should I say, ladies and gentlemen I don't know how young I am <laughs> but <laughs> um if you have any questions right like please please put it in the chat right because we really want to help you out um, but I just want to share one story uh. I I hope this helps you also. So I think one time I had a mentor that, that shared this with me. She was she was saying that she has a passion for working with special needs uh kids. So there's one time that this parent came in uh to a center and she was adamant on doing testing. She was adamant that her daughter needs to get tested, right, for something. And so like my friend was very upset. Like she, she was arguing with the person and saying, No, she's too young, you don't don't label her so young. You know, let her grow a little bit more first. And then, of course, her senior actually came in and saw them arguing. So her senior broke up the argument, right? And she, and she said to the mom, like, oh, if you want a, if you want her to get tested, we'll get her tested. And then the mom was happy, right? So after the whole thing, right, she uh, she, she, asked her her mentor, she asked the senior, how can we do that? Don't you know that this this person will be labelled? And then the senior told her, you know, actually, right, sometimes it's more important uh to gain influence than to be right. Sometimes it's more important to gain influence than to be right. Because if you lose the influence, right, she's just gonna go to someone else and get her daughter tested anyway. But if you still hold the influence, right, maybe one day you can then help her to change her perspective. And I so and so the thing is right, if you want to help people persuade people to seek support, you need to gain their trust and remember that you don't always need to be right in that moment. Just just hold a space I just stay silent sometimes, and when you gain that influence, then you, along the way, people might be more receptive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, That's very powerful, and I really love the way you put it. You know, influence is better than, you know, uh, being right. Actual solutions, they're very right. So yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about a little bit about getting angry. Because I, I feel that sometimes, right, you mentioned not to get reactive, right? When people listen to people's problems, like, for example, if there's other party involved, maybe there's, there's cheating involved or there's some abuse involved, right? There's a tendency that you get upset at that other party. Because I was once in a position before <laughs> where I lost control. I want to go straight to the person and like, do something about it, right? Like, but then, then again, this might not always be uh, the best solution because then um, you are fire, fire fire and then you also may not know the full story as well. Because every story is told with a certain bias, right? So how do you, how will you recommend doing, if you get triggered?
1: (laughs) I think number one, number one thing is that I, I need everybody to acknowledge that you know all the emotions are valid. Mm. Okay, Uh, and it takes a lot of experience and practice uh, for any. Hours, days, weeks, and years you know, to be able to recognize you know, these emotions even before they start uh, to become very observable to another person. And, and I'd like to say, we are not perfect. We are only human beings. Okay? Uh, a, uh, a lot of times when we talk about, thanks, Raman, a lot of times when we hear things that does not match with our personal values and might even you know um, push us towards a certain strong emotion. Yeah, I think when we when we project that, I think number one we need to say we need to apologize, right? Mm. Uh, let's say for example, let's say you take for instance that it's about cheating, right? and maybe you should, Sometimes you know, uh, you may come come out as like, wait, what? You know, just that mm. that that simple reaction we take, what? Mm. Right, and then the person might just be like. Oh wait, what well, what did I say? What did I say? And it becomes a bit more withdrawn, you know. Yeah. So right. even as you as a person who's responding, it knows that that's a clash of values. Um I think we it's good that you just stop short from there and just well, I'm so sorry. Um uh I do so I'm so sorry for coming up very strong on that. Um and I really didn't mean that. Uh sorry for that. So um perhaps maybe you can just forgive me to uh uh, that I, I express that such emotions um, mm. okay. because it does resonate a lot with me, it, you know, uh, just have that. Time. But I think enough about me. I just want to know okay, more of your story. Mm. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's normal for us to, to react in that manner. And also at the same time, to acknowledge that it might not be the perfect time for you to experience such uh, judgment being able to show that sense of emotion goes to show that you are into that story at the same time. I would take it as a double H one. Right. right? Yeah. So, the bo- number one is like, you know, to say that, oh no, it could be, it, it could be, it could some ramification in terms of that relationship that person uh, to say oh no, maybe I should stop talking because this person has strong emotions. But yeah. at the same time, they will it's be funny. like saying, oh, actually this person is really listening. It's yeah, really listening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, at the end of the day, you know, be true to your... I mean, be... Validate your emotions. You need to validate your own emotions. At the same time, you also need to hold um, when necessary. Hold when necessary. I wouldn't say suppress, but hold when necessary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I just love the way you put it. Like, I know it's easy, easier said than done, man, right? But yes, I hope that definitely. you think it's ideal. Like, you realize that, hey, like, it's okay to react in a certain way because we're human after all. But just don't let it go to that extreme where you lose control and you're not able to hold the space because of that. You know, and, and I think that it can be very uh, difficult as well. I think first, just from sharing my personal experience, um, there are cases where I listen to stories and because it's told from a biased perspective, I feel that the other person is a victim or I feel that other person is aggressor. When in reality, when I understand the full story, right, both of them had a part to play. You know, and, and then I realized, wow, I was, I was so rash. <laughs> do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. I was going to do something so rash because like, I was just seeing things from a biased perspective. So... Anyway, okay, thanks, thanks for that. But uh you all can
1: definitely if to just add, yeah. if I just add on just slightly, um, I mean those are very strong emotions, right? You know, uh um, yeah. I would say more of the heightened emotions. But oh. then there are certain part of emotions where, you know, uh where it really touches us to a point where we feel sad, right, and mm. feel the verge of tearing up. I think that's also normal. Uh um, okay. and that is even very i would say that's even more powerful, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Um, but there are times when, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, professionals, you know, do tear up, you know, uh, together with our, you know, with our clients, and that goes to show how impactful their story is, and to them, you'll be like, wow, I I can't imagine that you actually, you know, felt my story, and that creates that sense of connection, okay. and like, like I was saying, you know, uh, supporting someone isn't... It's just be. It's really beyond just you know uh, stating opinions or solutions. It's about connections, yeah. And that is very powerful for us humans, yeah, you know, as a whole,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think before, um, I think I'm gonna share something cliche that like, we don't really know, but I'll just share anyway, right? Like this a phrase that says people don't know how much you know until they know how much you care. Right, like people, mm. uh, people won't go along with you until they get along with you. Um, I think this applies to leadership as well, right? Be able to build influence yep. first before you tell people what to do, or you have more influence over others. You have to gain that trust. Um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll be be winding down already. It's close to about ten. I think we'll try and end then. Mm. ten. Uh, but those of you that stayed, I really do hope you gain some value from it. Uh, we touched Thank on a so lot yeah. points. You know, and if you have any questions, please please put it in the chat. Because so far you've been quite quiet, although I do see some broad- <laughs> comment and see some uh, thumbs up and biceps there. So, <laughs> 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 uh, exactly, I'll put it on screen. Um, yeah. So, I think we've really covered a lot. Lah. I think we've really covered a lot. Oops. Mm. Yeah. It, it's really, really, do you have any questions? If not, I just maybe uh, wind down with one or two last things. Lah. Uh, how, can, uh, mm, how can one like, develop the ability we talked about all this, right? We talked about so many things, but how can one intentionally develop your ability to support someone else, um, to be compassionate, as someone that's maybe not a professional? Like, how can they then intentionally improve their ability to support and connect? Mm. I've been thinking about that a lot. Um,
1: trying to put it in simple terms, you know, for, for, for the layman, you know, for people out there to just... Not think about the theories and all, but um, I may be wrong. Uh, but i would just like to share. You know, at the end of the day, right? We all say that you need to be very careful with words, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. if I were to go back into you know the nature of relationships, sometimes, sometimes, or the most times, it, you don't even need to care about the type of words because you are mm-hmm. so close to the You know, yeah. you know this person is yeah. going to say this, you know, and you know that they mean well because they're very protective of you, right? You know, you know there are times where you're like, why the heck are you doing this? You, know? mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, you know yeah. that, that you know, it comes across to you like, wow, like they're not the same thing. but actually they mean well, they're really mean Because well. after that, they will follow up. Okay, fine, fine. Come on, say, 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 your, stuff, say your stuff. I'm listening, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of thing. So at the yeah. end of the day, uh, the kind of words that you want to use appropriately to, to support someone is also dependent on the, the nature of the relationship. You don't have to be like very, <laughs> very robotic, very um, rather uh, professionally mm. to sound okay. Like, okay. Uh, oh, I hear you. I hear. You, I get oh, the point you're trying I mean, to get across. Right. Yeah. So so it's actually these are these are things uh, for us to really consider, because um, mm. there there's a place for that. And when you're talking about amongst your own peers, people you are very close to, you don't necessarily have to do that. Uh, because sometimes I do acknowledge that uh, back then it was an occupational hazard for me there, and then they were like, "Dude, can you talk to me normally?" Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, right, so yeah. It's a so, right? They don't want to emphasize yeah. anything, right? So
0: it really depends
1: on Correct. the nature. yeah. Correct. Mm. So so it really depends on the nature of the issues and use simple words as much as you can. Uh, but there are certain words perhaps maybe you may want to avoid. Um, personally, I feel that uh, to say what's wrong with you, I would I really like already this phrase is a what's wrong with you or rather I can just ask what, what happened. Just two words, what happened, right? I think these, these two words are just simple enough to understand, to let them share with you more uh, in, an, open, in uh, like an open-ended question, right? And it's, it doesn't just stop them from sharing with you. The other part is, of course, you know, as you are trying to acknowledge what they, sh- they share, rather than saying, oh, I understand, or I know, you, mean, just, you can just simply say, oh, okay. Okay, it's fine. Or, uh, mm. I see, right? You don't have to let, like, I hear you. Uh, mm. "I feel, uh, Even I feel you is also quite powerful. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I think, I think just putting across that you don't have to be very, specific, that, that you don't have to be very professionally sounding. Uh although there are certain words that we want to avoid, by the end of the day it boils down to the nature of relationship which helps them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so
0: much, Juan. I think I think really it's about not just the skills but also about the, the who you are as a person, right? Uh yeah. who, who because it's the personality I think versus the character. I can tell you all the skills, but if you're not someone that's empathetic or um it comes from the inside out, la right? You know, and then along the way, you realize it's not just a science, but it's also an art of feeling and knowing what to do in that moment. Like certain words can, can you can say certain words and it will trigger someone. But for someone else, it could be like the could best thing. Be. You yeah. know, you yeah. really get with the nature of relationship, right? That, I mean, if I yes. listen to David Coggins when I was having depression, during my depression, I would <laughs> go insane. But Hoggins <laughs> is, is just basically a guy that's very hard. Like. I mean, uh, yes. Really, yeah, you know, right? so, but now yeah. is, you're motivated. you motivated know, so it really depends also on, on where you're at like, emotionally so um, mm-hmm. just a quick summary of everything before we, we end off uh, today we talked about uh, what are people looking for we mentioned empathy uh, encouragement solutions and also a safe space people just want to have a safe space both physically and emotionally for them to share it takes a lot for people to come to you and open up to you. You have to honor that. You, you have to honor that every fiber you're being like. Okay. I, I can't tell myself, no matter how tough it is for me now or whatever challenges I go through, I, I suspend it when I'm listening to someone else. When I'm there yep. for my students, I suspend it. Because it's about them, right? And I don't want to bring my baggage into that conversation. So I know it's difficult, but it's important now. In order for you to hold a safe space. And then we talked about what to do. So we talked at length about the art of holding space. Some of you can look it up. But the main thing is that you want to be silent, right? You want to really not have this, I want to fix you mentality. It's really about being there for the person. And at the same time, being present in your own space and recognizing your own judgments and bias, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, lastly, we talked about things to you want to avoid, uh, which is comparing, uh, comparing struggles with other people, making it about yourself or dismissing or judging someone else. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, let's see. Anything? Anything to add on? Uh, any thoughts, last thoughts about today's conversation? Mm, I
1: would say, I think maybe for my end, honestly, there's no one correct way of supporting someone. <laughs> honestly. Um, at the end of the day, again, depends on the nature of relationships. Right. Yeah. Uh, some some of our parents probably you may know, like, okay, cut the BS, tell me tell me the solution. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like some things like that. There are some people who like to be cons consoled and so forth. So there is no one way, uh, into supporting someone. These are just guidelines for what I'm just sharing. Um, I think together with um Kevin's experience and insights as well, uh, in his journey in supporting people. Because at the end of the day I think it's not our choice, okay, as to whether a person will want to change. Okay, mm-hmm. we need to give that benefit of the doubt to them uh, to empower them to make that change and also provide that choice for them um, to really uh, work it through. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and maybe one more last thing I just would like to add when, when you are supporting someone, always know. Uh, I think there's one part about boundaries I probably didn't mention. Mm. Uh, When supporting someone, always, as best as you can, have someone who can support you as well. You may not need to share, you know, all the details that this particular person share with you with the other person. Alright? I think it's also good to download, you know, and get it off your chest at the same time so that you you don't get too uh, overwhelmed uh, with another person's baggage. And at the same time, also, when you talk about boundaries, okay, when supporting someone, do not pro- over-promise. But uh, right. I think simple things like, say like, hey, um, okay, let's say they, they text you, like, hey, we um, got time to talk? Um, And you look at a schedule, you, you have tight schedule, Maybe you can offer choice. Say, hey, um, I have about one hour from now. Um, I'm just wondering whether we can do that within that one hour. After that, I may need to rush off. Would that be okay with you? And then that creates some form of boundaries. And, and along the way, as you end off that conversation with them, you can just say, maybe I'll just check in with you from time to time, Will that be okay. Right, so you don't, you, you can't be there 24-7, honestly speaking. You can't be there 24-7. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. have that faith and trust that sure. you know, they can look after themselves.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think for those that came a little bit later, um, things to you take note of uh, is, is the nature of the relationship like the extent of their struggle, because some struggles require more help than others and requires someone else to bring someone in. I think I forgot to mention that one talk at length about how you bring someone in or to recommend someone to a professional. And then the last thing is your personal competency. Like you need to know um, where is it. Okay, uh, with that, I'll stop tabbering. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate the no so uh, Thank you, everybody. 12 of you now that's listening to this. Of course, we do not have a small... <laughs> a, small call to action. a small call to action for them oh, okay. uh, Yeah, I think some of you may already be aware That I'm running a campaign now for my birthday uh, You know, supporting SAMH, Singapore Association for Mental Health um, Yeah, there'll be a video out this, this weekend So do look out for it uh, I haven't compiled it into my stories uh, So you <laughs> cannot really see it's over already So it's fine But uh, do check out the page And I, I firmly believe that uh, the, the line between someone like you said being empowered and moving on and someone being crippled by their struggle is very fine it's it's so very fine the line is so fine and that's why like work that you do that SAMH does could potentially change or even save a life like I I genuinely believe that and and then for people that donate I do want you to know that this money will be put to good use uh. yeah so uh, once again thank you all I appreciate you all thank you Thank you yeah. so much,
1: Kevin. Uh, I think this wouldn't happen without no, uh, you coming up to, to us and also provide this opportunity uh, for myself, especially for the organization that I'm representing yeah. as well. And to those of you who are, who are, who are with us from the start since 9pm, really appreciate you guys Love no, you. Uh, yes, much love so much. And I think, yeah, I think uh, I can't thank you so much and I really want to wish you again happy birthday. <laughs> Fun. Kevin, yeah. Such a beautiful Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I mean it's nice to spend it with you. It's an honor. It's an honor. I learned so much from you yesterday on, on Saturday as well as today. <laughs> uh, and of course in the future as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all right. See y'all. Let's call it a night. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Have a good bye. night. I'll put you on IGTV. Hopefully I uh, don't screw up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, sure, sure. Okay. See you, okay, you also. Bye bye.